Welcome back to another episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. And I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Now, if you're already subscribed, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a part of our family. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe because, I mean, you found us for a reason. Anywho, I'm going to skip today's Carefree updates because... This week is going to be a special week for you all. I am going to give you two episodes, one today and one this Thursday, because it is going to be a part one and part two of a conversation that I had with one of my best friends that I met in college. So I don't want to add carefree updates to the both of these episodes because it will make them extremely long. They're already long because the conversation was long. So anyway, I hope you all enjoy this week and I'll be talking to you all next week. So if you have been with me since season one of the podcast, you may recall this thing I did in season one and it was called Homegirl Chit Chat. And in that episode, it was only one. I spoke with a friend of mine. Her name was is Jasmine Ruja. And we just chatted it up about like our upbringings, about family, about um, reaching back and helping, like just a lot. And if you want to go check that out, you're more than welcome to if you missed it, but I wanted to make it a point to have at least one of those type of episodes every season where I just have like a homegirl and we just chit chat. Now, last season, I did speak with one of my friends. Her name is Janae Barbary, but we didn't call it homegirl chit chat because I was in the middle of... um a series a creatives series but technically it was kind of a homegirl chit chat as well so with that being said this season I have one of my best friends her name is Jasmine and she's going to be coming on and we're going to just chop it up about love about relationships and whatever else just flows from the conversation so I hope you all enjoy So now I have Jasmine with me, and here is a bit of background on us. Jasmine and I met at FAMU, and was it during our junior year? June, yeah, junior year. Junior year of college. Now, mind y'all, we lived in the same dorm our same first year. Dorm. <laughs> same dorm. It was a small dorm. It wasn't even the biggest dorm. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> And we just, I guess, I really thought about it last night when I was trying to, like, figure out why in the world didn't we talk. But I feel like I was in SBI, you were in healthcare, and I know, like, my schedule with SBI was extremely different from, like, other majors. So I feel like we just, like, hung with different crowds, too, and that just, like, yeah. added to us not meeting. And we were just kind of two different people, because you were very outgoing, because you did a lot, and I was very not... <laughs> but the thing is I feel like we are so different but still so alike Very at the much. same time so Jasmine and I we ended up getting an apartment together it was a cute little apartment our senior year um, mm-hmm. and we lived together and that's when we really got like close close and mm-hmm. since we lived together I mean it's expected that we would have like several conversations we talked about dating we talked about being a black woman We've talked about religion, spirituality. I mean, anything you can possibly think of, Jasmine and I have talked about it. Am I right? Definitely. Everything. 
everything. So that is why I have her here for this homegirl chit chat. Now, the first question, I already told Jasmine offline that this is just going to be a conversation between friends. Nothing too, you know, extensive, nothing too abstract or anything like that. So we're just going to flow with the conversation. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. So do you want to tell them a little about yourself before we dive into things? Um, sure. Well, my name is Jasmine. She's already said that I graduated from FAMU in 2017. Um, I'm a Virgo, like Beyonce, so <laughs> naturally I'm amazing. Um, I'm Black and I'm carefree, so. Yes, we love that. We love that <laughs> so for you. I, I think I'm the perfect candidate for this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but that's really it. Okay, that's all they need to know. That's all. (laughs) You need to know more, you know. Follow me. Don't follow me. Follow me. Don't follow me. (laughs) Don't follow me. So, the first question I have for you is, how does it feel being a Black woman in 2019? And you can approach that from any direction you choose. Being a Black woman in 2019, I feel is a very empowering thing now. Um, I feel like we have so many great role models that there's no there's no need for like shame anymore. I feel like there was never a need for shame, but if we think about so, like when we were younger growing up, there wasn't a lot of representation of us on television or in politics or anything like that. But now there's like uh just like a complete change. Like there's so many black women in television and movies and politics and doing all different types of things so and they're doing it uh, like immaculately like that's the thing like black women have this thing where we don't just do something and just do it like we do it and we perfect it and we do it with swag and so for me I feel like I can anything that I want to accomplish in my life I can do so because I'm a black woman so you naturally have to work harder. I know it's super cliche, but like that episode of Scandal when her dad was like, you have to work 10 times harder to be just as good as those people. I feel like that's the most real true thing that I've ever heard. Um, but I don't I don't think it, see, see it as a bad thing anymore. I'm mm-hmm. proud of it. I know I have to work harder. I know that's in me. Um, it's embedded in, in my blood. I feel like in all, I, don't, I, 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 I would not want to be anything other anything other than a black woman in 2019 honestly same likewise but like I agree with everything you just said and when you were explaining it I was like dang I'm tired like do you ever feel tired like we have to work so much harder just to be that much closer to other you know races and people but it's tiring sometimes. It's tiring. It's tiring. But I think because in the back of our um, all of our minds, I think it's just, I know it's going to be tiring. I know I'm going to have to work harder. So it's a thing of like, yeah, it's stressful. It's tiring. But, you know, I'll cry later. You know, I'll, I'll sleep later and I'll, I'll, I'll grind now. It shouldn't be that way. Like yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, but life isn't fair, and things that are handed to us aren't fair. But the way that we deal with them is just so graceful. So it's just like maybe there's a reason, 
maybe there's a purpose maybe god has something like that he always initiated just for us so it's tiring but you know what you're gonna do you can't you can't stop grind can't stop the marathon continues regardless of how we feeling period so with that i am going to ask you a question about like segueing into this topic of career and purpose because we've talked a lot about like purpose Mm -hmm. and being happy Mm -hmm. with what we do in life and I want to talk about like your decision to go back to school because I know it'll help someone who may be approaching the end of their undergrad career or someone who is currently in the workplace but may be debating going back to school like what made you decide to go back? Um, So I feel like there's a point in our lives where God gives us the option to, you know, talk to him and have him guide us. And then when we don't do it, it's like, he just slaps us in the face. Like, all right, since you didn't have enough sense to do it yourself here. And I got to that point where God was like, you are really disobedient. Like, so I'm really going to have to hurt your feelings. So um, after, well, ending my senior year at FAM, I was very lost. I, was going oh child Shakira no. we were just going through a yes. lot 2017 was a year yes and um, we gonna hit that a little bit oh Jesus but um I was just very lost and I just know I wanted to go I didn't know where I wanted to go I didn't know how I was gonna get there I just knew I wanted to go um I didn't want to come back home to Jacksonville um because I just for me that was always seen as a failure for you to go off to college and then come back home I know I didn't want to stay in Tallahassee I just wanted to go so I ended up getting a job um with a really good organization um it was it was something that I wasn't passionate about though and I had never thought about in my whole like my whole matriculation at FAMU (laughs) I had never in my life thought about um being a teacher that's what it was but I applied for the job and I got it. So naturally I'm like, well, if I get the job, you know, that's God's way of telling me like, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so in order to be a teacher, of course, mind you, let me go back. Mind you, my degree is in healthcare management. Right, right. So I don't know where the two, you know, combine, but whatever. So, um, but anyways, to become a teacher, you have to, uh, you have to take like an entrance exam, of course. And, I wasn't too stressed about the entrance exam because I I kind of naturally got stuff. Um, so I took the exam and I didn't pass the first time and I didn't pass by like six points. Um, so naturally I was hurt because I was like, dang, like I had this plan. I had this goal in mind and it didn't, it didn't fall through. So I ended up having to come back home to Jacksonville anyways. Um, but the company was like, we'll defer your position. You can come back in a year, retake your test and, you know, we'll get everything going. So cool. Cool. Um, I take the test a year later and I fail again, but this time I fail by two points. So again, I'm just devastated because I have to get out of Jacksonville. I don't want to be here. I was also, I'm also living with my parents. I I can't live with my parents anymore. (laughs) So, um, I was working. I was working throughout that year. So with my company, I was like, I'll go ahead and transfer with my company. But you had to be at a certain position to transfer. Mind you, I don't really (laughs) love my job. I appreciate my job. I'm thankful for my job. But it's not something I see myself doing for the rest of my life. But I I wanted to go. That was my only thing. I was just dead set on leaving. And so 
Um, I got all the paperwork together. I had went so far as to go into the city I was moving to and finding an apartment. And two weeks before I was supposed to move, my job put me to the side and said that they couldn't transfer me because I had damaged one of the vehicles. And I was so mad. Like, I was so frustrated. Like, why every single time I try to go, it's something else. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, wait a second, say that again. (laughs) Why every time you try to go, there's something else. There must be a reason that you're not going where you want to go. And I think back on it now and to see how close I was to moving. And every single time it was something so small that stood in the way of me leaving. Like, it was God. And none of those plans and me getting the teaching job and me transferring with my job did I ever consult God about anything. Like I, I told God what I was going to do. Like I was like, listen, God, I'm going here. Uh, I need you to let it work out. Um, <laughs> and he, I just imagine God was in heaven like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> All right, dog, do you. And so, yeah, it got to a point where I didn't have a choice but to be like, oh, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What What is your plan for my life? Um, and once I did that, it was like a complete, just total change in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, because he made everything make sense. Like he wasn't doing that stuff to hurt me. He didn't want to see me sad and upset, but he didn't want to see me sad and upset in the future as well. So once I took the time, like I said, took the time to like pray about what I wanted to do. And I was talking to people, I ended up, having a conversation with one of my church members about nursing she was a nurse and um she was just telling me like well you know since you have your bachelor's there are these programs um where you can get your your bachelor's in nursing but it won't take you know a full amount of time blase blase so I started looking into that everyone kind of around me was kind of like a nurse like it was very random because people had been telling me to be a nurse my whole life but I was a very rebellious child so if you told me to do something I was like no um so every I didn't I feel like I didn't have a lot of support I had a lot of people kind of looking at me sideways which for me was very trying because whatever I've ever done I've always had my family support and they've always kind of held my hand through it and so this was the first thing where I had to like do it on my own um so basically, I'm still in school taking prereqs for nursing, and I I still don't know if that's God's plan for me. Everything has worked out great. It's something I see myself doing. I'm happy with it. When I think about my life far off, what I want to accomplish, I definitely seeing that want to see that as one of the things I want to do. Um, but I pray for it every night. I pray for it before every test, and it's been going well. So that's how we got there. That. I think there is something extremely beneficial. Like there's a lesson there because I think sometimes we forget that God's plans aren't always our plans. And then sometimes God will keep you in a place, not because he's being spiteful towards you, but because there's more that he has for you to learn in the place that he has you. And sometimes we're missing those lessons and just postponing our blessing because we're too busy seeing 10 years ahead or even a year ahead instead of looking at like right now like exactly who are you with right now like what blessings do you have right now exactly i hope that's something y'all took from what she just said because that was because it hurt it hurt when you don't listen god he, he loves us but when you don't, li- it's just like when you don't listen to your parents, you exactly. know, like the whole stove thing, like don't put your hands on the stove. 
don't put your hands on the stove. Mm-hmm. You put your hand on your stove. And you, they be, I, I told you not to put your hands <laughs> on the stove. Like, that's really, you got to start, like, I've learned that you have to think of God as your parent. Like, yeah. he's really your daddy. Like, and he, he, the reason that our plans don't align with his is because his plans for our life are things that we couldn't even think of. Like, he has things in store for us that our minds can't even go to because he's just that good. So, listen, listen to him, please. Yeah, that that's it. And what is help me out, Jazz? What's that Bible verse? And it's like, um, oh, uh, what is that verse? It's something about the plans I have for you. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Why can I not? I feel like I can't remember it just because you said you can't Yeah, and like as soon as I, it like, you know how you see something in your head? Yeah. It like blurs out on you. Something for the, dang, Shakira. I really, really re- would have remembered had you not said that you forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. uh, I'm, I'm going to find it. But while we are on the conversation of like career and purpose and everything like that, I want to talk about the comparisons we feel, especially like right after college, when you get on Instagram and you see people you went to college with and they look like Mm -hmm. they are just like living their best lives. It can make you feel like very down and out. So let's touch on that a little bit. Um, that was, I think that was a big part of just my, my mindset. Like, everyone else is doing it like everyone else has their own place everyone else moved to Chicago and Texas and all these different places why can't I do so mm-hmm. um, but a Instagram is not people's life it's literally a photoshop of someone's life you don't know what that person is going through you don't know how they got there like it's don't envy someone if you don't envy someone period but definitely don't envy someone if you don't even know their story and it it all goes back to God. Like, you don't, God had a blessing for them. God has a plan for them. You're separate. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for you or for your life. It's just different. It's just different timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to learn that naturally. And I, unfortunately, we're in a society where social media is just so prevalent. Like, it's it's everywhere. Um, so know when to take a break. Because it it can just get to your mind, you know, like, Cause you know we take breaks all the time. I, I take social media breaks. Like I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, my feelings hurt. It's I gotta, too much. I gotta go. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. But just know when to when mm. enough is enough. Like, okay, I'm feeling some type of way. I don't want to feel that way. It's okay to just delete the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that if you keep doing what you're supposed to do, that your blessings will come as well. Like, don't. I guess I guess I've gotten over that because I just. In my mind, I'm just like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I don't need your blessing. Your blessings are for you. And I'm happy for you. Be happy for people. Like, be, be joyful for others. Because, again, you don't know what they did to get there. They could have been struggling all through college. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't have a penny to their name. And they got to the point where they had something. And they just want to share it with the world. And then there are some people where they make it appear as if they got something. And they really don't. It's just a photoshop bingo really just you don't know my life you don't know like you have to just put things into perspective but just knowing that your life isn't going to always align with other people's lives um and that's okay like it's okay that you're not at the place where you want to be right now we're young even if you're not young even if you're in your 30s or 40s like god has 
a purpose for your life. It's crazy because I was just talking to someone and they were just like, it's amazing to me that like when God was on the cross, he had each one of us in mind and he already knew what, or when Jesus, I think I said, did I say Jesus? When Jesus was on the cross, (laughs) he had a plan for everyone's life and he knew who you were. Your, your story has already been written. Mm -hmm period like so you stressing and fretting and being sad and being anxious over what you don't have or what you wish you had like just chill just vibe because the story has already been written your plan is to just keep holding God's hand so he can show you what he has in store for you but just going back to just like what you said seeing other people and what they have naturally it's hard especially after college yeah Um, but just put into perspective like pray on it God, listen, I'm trying not to be spiteful, but my feelings are hurt. <laughs> and talk to people, have like-minded friends around you. I know a big part of me being sane is my friends, is you and talking to you like Shakira. I know you just saw her with that car. How she got that car, my brakes have been squealing for like six months. Like my feelings are hurt. And Shakira being like, girl, mine too. And talking it out and just being like, you know what? But we got it. We're doing well. God has blessed us still. And just pushing on. Yeah. And half the time, you'll realize, like, once you step back and look at things from, like, outside of yourself and how you feel in that current moment, you'll be like, dang, I don't even really want what she has. I don't even want it. Like, I don't even want it. Like, oh, she got a house? Like, so you got to pay, like, you got to mow your own You got to pay mortgage? I I don't even want that, because, like, congratulations. (laughs) You know, like, you don't, you, it's just, it's what we see. It's so attractive to our eye, but when you think about it, like, (laughs) it's not necessary. Like, a Gucci belt is not necessary. I don't know whose house I'm at, but a Gucci (laughs) belt is not necessary. The Tory Burch sandals in every color are not necessary. Like, relax. Like, it's not that important yeah and the older you get too the more you realize like material possessions are nice but like the older you get the more you start to really see what matters to you like and half of that stuff don't even matter to me and I realize it now that I've gotten older yeah it's 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 material it's just that when you die guess where they go goodwill to your cousin your cousin cousin fighting over them you know like it's it's just not important but it's hard like it's it's easy to say that now because we've been out of college for a while yeah Yeah. it has girl don't do that it's only been like two years yeah not a while oh child i feel long enough to to be yeah we we've we've gone through that initial phase of like oh like why not me Mm -hmm. um so it's easier for us to sit back and say it. So for people who are just going through it or just about to come up on it, just don't don't think too much into it. Think about your blessings. Like think about what you have that other people could say that they don't have, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not, and like we said, it's not that important. It's not. It's really not. And another thing y'all will realize too is that a lot of times when you're fresh out of college, you may see people with these like um you know, jobs already lined up and stuff. They going to work. Y'all, them people change jobs. Like, they get in those job places, and they're like, I can't do this. They be so hurt. (laughs) They be so hurt. Like, I literally was talking to a person, and he had a great, like, on paper, he had a great job. 
and he would talk to me he'd be like bro I hate it like yeah. my boss is like this my my co-workers are like this like he had these these problems every single day he's like dang like but on on paper the job seemed great and the money was flowing but at work he was miserable okay. so don't and that's another thing don't go into no job just because of the money now yes. strongly to consider it because of money <laughs> but <laughs> you have to think about your mental health and like going like are you going to dread waking up every morning going right. to work like that's not a feeling that anyone wants to have like no that's that's negative so as you graduate and as you get these job offers like really look into it and don't be afraid to if you hate the job to to go like I don't know what it is about our parents generation where they felt like they need to stay in a job for like 30 years 30 years and they like they will condemn us too like yeah I have people at church like I only had two jobs you you young folks don't know how to stay in a job like no I'm not going to be complacent and be unhappy I went to college I'm in debt I'm gonna use this degree (laughs) for something that makes me happy like no so don't be afraid to go out and look for a job because there are jobs everywhere people are hiring every single day g like that that's segue into something totally different but yeah but it's true though and there are i was literally like 20 minutes before we started recording this i was talking to my mom and my cousin and we were talking about how people will be sick and still like going to work going to work mm-hmm. and i was telling them i said that is so unhealthy because you could die today. Your job going to be finding somebody to replace you tomorrow. Not even tomorrow. They're going to say, oh, send our condolences the same okay. day they're going to put out a wanted ad. Like, they're they going to be cleaning like your it. desk off. Mm-mm. So take care of yourself. I work in customer service. And so, so for me, there are days when I just don't feel like being bothered. Like my head's not in it. Like my mind's not in it. And I just, I have days. That's what they're there for. Like. Yeah, to use. What I'm not gonna have them sitting there like I'm gonna accumulate 500 unpaid days. Like, <laughs> why people really will glow over that? Like older people, like girl, I, I've never missed a day. Like yes. Well, congratulations. I'm not so going you- to work today. Yeah, like and they'll die. That's the crazy thing. Like they'll be stressing and dying. <laughs> a job that they hate. What? Like please make it make sense to me, sis. Like why are you still there? But it's a different generation. I think every generation had something that someone will find kind of off-putting. Um, but yes, mental health is so important. Like, and that's, I feel like that's also a great thing now in our age that we're pushing that, like, be mentally okay. Like, just don't be physically okay. Make sure your head is okay. Because yes. I feel like for a long time, that was not something that was popular or something that people were pushing at all. And, and we're doing more so now, so... Don't let what are what are our parents? Are they baby boomers? No, our parents aren't baby boomers. What are they? Uh Gen Gen uh, X or Gen We are Gen what? We are No, we're mil- we're millennials. We're millennials. Gen, is it Gen X? What is Gen I think it's I I think cuz like my little sisters and Zoe are what? Gen Z? Yeah. So I think it's Gen X. I think. Don't call it. I should know this because I'm in marketing and we study Ooh, all the generations. You really should. Don't call that. Well, coach Shakira because she's supposed to know it, but don't call me. They are Gen X. Yeah. So Gen X has their things that the baby boomers probably thought were off. And, you know, that it's just different, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And it changes with the times. But I am very proud of our generation's um, 
really like just pushing mental health and taking care of yourself and really like looking at life from a more spiritual perspective yeah. i don't agree with all of it but no not all of, no you know, <laughs> not all of it but, but i do feel like you know your spiritual health connects yeah. to the body and the mind and everything else so it's important to take care of all aspects of yourself yeah just living a more fulfilling life yeah overall and I found those Bible verses. And now I see why I couldn't think of it because I was combining two different Bible verses in my head. So the first one is Jeremiah 29, 11, And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans mm-hmm. to prosper mm-hmm. you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the other one is 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. And it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have incidents of the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So both of those are basically saying we have no idea what God has planned for us. And if we could just step aside, step aside, just for a let second. go of the wheel. Yes. Get out of our mind. Like yeah. whatever you want. And that is hard. Like it's hard because you come up thinking like, this is what my life is supposed to be like. And this is what I want. That's Ooh. just a natural thing. So as you get older, you realize that God actually has you. It's like, well, God, like, I, but I had it. Yeah. Like, no, no, you don't, baby girl. Come back. Like, you don't, you don't have anything. Like, it's a control thing. Like, we as people, we we want to control aspects of our own life, of other people's lives at that. So yeah. definitely our own life. Um, but you just have to let go. And it's hard, but it's, I don't know. It's freeing at the same time because it's like when you have trials and when you have tribulations, you can just be like, here, God, I don't want it. I don't feel like dealing with it. It's making me mad. Like, here, you can have it. And that's what he he said. Lay your burdens at my feet. Like, he wants you to give all your issues to him. So, it's hard, but it's needed. It's necessary because my preacher always says, if we had control over our own lives, we would all be dead. Like, yeah. A long time ago. A long, like at birth, like I would have been dead as soon as I like opened my eyes. Like, (laughs) I'm convinced. So how has, because we've been talking a lot about God and like our relationship with him. So how has your relationship with him evolved over time? Like, I know you're trusting him more, but like, say college, even high school, like how has your relationship evolved since then? So I was born in the church like and when I say born in the church I literally mean like I'm pretty sure my mom's water broke in church <laughs> and I've my whole life I've gone to church like I, I there was never an option for me so growing up um I don't think I had a real relationship with God I knew who God was and I knew I had to fear him and I knew I had to do what he said but as far as like I talked to God I don't think I had that relationship um, and it wasn't something that I really tested until I got to college, because when I got to college, it was my decision to go to church. If I didn't go to church, my mom wasn't there yelling at me to be like, you need to come on, wake up. Like, I'm on my own. Um, but even in college, I would go to church and I was really good at going through the motions of just I, I'm, I'm doing what a Christian is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. and because of the lack of things I do so I don't I don't drink I don't smoke and people kind of they put that on me like oh you're the Christian girl and I lived in that but I didn't really live in that because that's not what I was doing it wasn't until I started going through different trials and tribulations like things were thrown at my face 
that I was like, ooh, I can't, I can't deal with this by myself. Like, who am I supposed to turn to? And it was like, oh, God, like, that, that's what he's there for. Um, so I would say that I, I, like I said, I feared God, but I don't know. It sounds really bad to say. I don't know if I loved God growing up. I just knew him. But that's um, real, though. That's real. It's real. Like, it was just something that was t- put on me. I would go to church. I And I go to church even today. Like, I don't just go to church one day a week. I, I'm usually at my church three to four days a week. Um, but it was just me going through the motions. And so as I've grown up and as I've gone through things, and I've seen other people go through things. It It's like, okay, like, God is someone that I should probably really look into. You know, like, I should really start feeding myself spiritually mm-hmm. um so it's evolved greatly um but again like I've said like 30 times already it was hard it was trying because there were some things that I didn't want to let go and I think that's why I kept such a healthy distance away from God because I knew that there were things that I wanted to do that wasn't in his will so I, I always felt in my mind that God was mad at me um mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get I I, I was scared I was scared to pray to him because in my mind like why would he listen to me I'm not doing what he says why why is God gonna listen to me um but whole time God always has he, he might get mad at you and he might not mad he might not agree with what you do but God always loves you yeah. um and so as I've grown to learn that and understand that I've grown to understand and learn him more and understand why he has certain limits and certain things that he doesn't want us to do and that he does want us to do so I'm not I don't think I'm at the pinnacle of my relationship with God yet but I think I'm growing every day I talk to him every day um I'm throwing myself more into him um as an adult for me being involved in church has also become a choice. My mom can't make me become involved. My dad, my stepdad's a deacon. He can't make me become involved in church. That has to be my decision. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I wasn't doing it. Um, and I felt like super far away from God. For It was a point where I felt far away from God. And those points have been when I was with the wrong guy. Who child? And <laughs> who child? And when I wasn't involving myself in church, like I know I should have. So I've kind of taken it upon myself to start things at my church and initiate things in my church and join different committees at church. Um, and I just feel like I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I'm moving in my purpose finally. And it took so long to like figure that out. And so now that I'm in it, it's something that's very joyful for me. Um, but yeah, that's my whole relationship with God right now that that I I have several points that (laughs) I want to make because everything you just said yes um first I hope I don't forget any of them first we know your mind so listen my memory is sketchy (laughs) please pray for her (laughs) so um first okay you mentioned like you thought like God being mad at you right Mm-hmm. And I think like a light bulb came on in my head when you said that, because I think when we are growing up, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. when we go to church with like our grandmothers and our mothers and aunties and stuff who have been going to the same church for years and years and years, sometimes you can run into those pastors that kind of give you, leave a bad taste in your mouth about mm-hmm. who God is. 
and you kind of have to I think where it says like study to show yourself approved yeah you have to find out who God is for yourself and Mm -hmm. not always trust and rely on what you're hearing in church because if you just sit in church every Sunday, a lot of times they're going to give you that shakedown message, like mm-hmm. get your life right. Or you're going to die and yeah. go to hell. And, and that's it. Fire yeah. and brimstone. Like the, oh, those used to scare my sons off. Like, do you know what hell is like? like right. Like, wait, no, I don't want to know. But it can give you a false, I think a false image of who God is. Like God is love like the bible literally says god is love like and there's nothing more pure in all the earth than love i can't remember how many times the bible says love but it's love your neighbor as thyself love the lord god with all your heart like that's his message love loving each other loving him and loving yourself because he created all of us right yeah but i think in the church sometimes the message can get kind of hazy and it's not always like God loves you. It's like you need to get it together. If you're sinning, this is what's gonna happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And it makes people, it scares people off from God sometimes. Like He's not gonna forgive me, or I've done too much that He's not gonna recognize who I am. I'm not His child anymore, you know. Yeah. So I think we have to really work on that, like as a black community. We do, and but I will say that sometimes the conversation of if you are disobedient to God, he will let, if you die in your sins, you will go to hell. Yeah. I think sometimes people do need to hear that because I think also in our society, we live, some of us live in this fairy tale world of, I can do what I want and I can say that I'm a Christian and love God. And he's just going to bless me abundantly. He blesses you. He blesses us all the time, just out of his own heart. Cause that's who God is. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that God has limits. Like it's only so much, that he's going to take from you. Um, so I do think that they do put a bad taste in their mouth and people can be very strict and very harsh. We just have to learn a different approach. Like it doesn't have to be so, you know, cutthroat. Like yeah. I can tell you in a way like, hey, if you continue doing what you're doing, like God this isn't is going to continue to bless Yeah, down. like this is the path you're going to. And, and God will, it will come to a point where if you keep doing wrong, God will be like, I, you know, I can't yeah. do it. He will, he will leave you if, if, but it's not on his will because if he wants to do that, it's because of you. So I think you're right. It's our approach as a black church. Do you, do you think God leaves us? I always feel like we stray from him. I don't, I think in the end, that's what I always think about. In the end, he'll leave us if we don't do what's right. Because he says, if you die in your sins, he'll say, depart from me, you know? Um, well, I think after it's all over, like when after it's all over. That's what I, and I don't know why I'm a very exaggerated thinker, but that's what <laughs> I always think of. I think of the end, because I think while we're here on earth, God can will bless us, like, because that's who he is, but ultimately, what's going to happen, you know? So I guess on earth, no, he won't, he won't leave us. He just won't, the blessings that he has in store for us, he's going to have to keep a hold of because we're too stupid, to, you know? Yeah, now that's true because... To peek into that. He will, like, hold certain things from us because mm-hmm. he knows that we aren't ready for him. Mm-hmm. He knows that we couldn't handle him if he gave them to us. Like, he knows that so well. And so there's deeply. certain things where, like, he'll say, like, if you're disobedient to your parent, parents, like, that shortens the day of your life. Like, there are yeah. things that he's specific about. So I think we just have to take heed to that and not just be so, 
I'm a I'm gonna go club and I'm gonna go do this with him and him and him and do all this stuff on Saturday, but Sunday morning I'm gonna be in church. I'm gonna praise God. Thank you, <laughs> Jesus. I like thank you for everything you've done. The choir singing, I'm so in the spirit. And then Monday I'm back in my shenanigans. Like he's not gonna he's he's not right. Like you shouldn't and for me, I don't wanna do that because I feel like I'm hurting God. And for me, that has become a really big thing. Like I don't want to ever consciously hurt God because we sin every day like yeah whether, whether we, we want to or not we glory. sin every single day nothing we do is deserving of God like mm-hmm. I could I could literally feed every homeless person and you know like pray for, for everyone but I still wouldn't be deserving of what God has for me none um, of us are because none of us are perfect no none of us but I don't want to purposely and to go out of my way to hurt God. I want to do everything in my power to show him how grateful I am for him. But I also think that from your perspective and even mine too, from our perspective, we are speaking from a point of people who have had a relationship with him for years, you know, mm-hmm. and who like grew up in the church. Yeah. But sometimes people, you know, weren't brought up in those environments. They yeah. never stepped foot in the church. They never had anyone in their family who, you know, knew God for themselves. And mm-hmm. so the conviction that we may feel. Others may not. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's where we, yeah, we have to learn to talk to those people. Yeah. Like not talk at those people. Right. We have to learn to talk to those people because they're not, they don't, they're not shunning away God because they want to. They may simply just not know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're right. The approach has to be different because we people people can oh let me stop saying seasoned people can be really trifling. Like really, I it's sometimes and I have to realize now like I'm grown and I be almost trying to put people in their place, but I be like, calm down, Jasmine, because seasoned people will really try you in your face because there are people out there that now that they're older and they don't have a choice but to love God and that be it they want to act like they've been holding their whole life and they ain't never did nothing wrong and they ain't got six kids and six baby that like they they, they didn't drink moonshine you know they didn't the drink joint. yeah they wasn't out here listening to Prince and whatnot right. like oh oh so that's what we gonna do like right. the reason a lot of and I personally feel like the reason that some people are older in the church is because they can't do nothing else like yeah you've run your course like it's a you're hobby broken. for them yeah, you're done. What else you finna do? Like you 65, bro. What you like? <laughs> stop. But don't sit here and act like in your prime, you weren't out here acting a whole fool. Like people forget. People really, they really, they don't forget. They know what they yeah. doing, but they want to seem so perfect and holier than thou, and put down other people. And it's just like you don't know that you're you're hindering yourself and someone else. So not only. Is that your blood? Your your their blood is now on you. Exactly. Because where you could have helped them, you were hurting their feelings, and now they're just like, well, if this is what God is, I I don't I don't want to know him. Ooh. So I don't. I guess as again, we've gotten older, and you just see things differently, and you just you hear certain people talking, what they say, and how they say it, and how negative they are, and it's just like, what? Like I don't I don't know how appropriate this is. It's a segue, but it was something that was said at a nearby church of mine he said that he wouldn't allow a gay person or a transgender person to come to his church oh my lord and we had a discussion about it and i was like first of all what is he gonna do 
what? <laughs> you what gonna you stand mean? at the door? Yeah, like, what do you what do you mean? And he was like, no, if they were to come to my church, I would tell my ushers to direct them out. Especially if wow. I was like, first of all, how could you tell it was a gay person? They look like everyone else. But he was like, if it was a trans person, I would have him removed. Wow. And I was just thinking, like, you're the preacher of a church, and you're going to tell someone to remove another, one of God's children. <laughs> well, you going to tell them to go. Then he can't hear the word. What good would that do for anybody like how oh my is that okay like you can't and it's people out here that really think like that like oh you're you're, you're doing this why are you going to church church is a place for everyone god has never there is nowhere in the bible where god says no one everyone is welcome in his church everyone is welcome to be with him and yeah. we're supposed to deal with people with love like the way how hateful some people are it really bothers me because me too. you can believe in the bible i believe in the bible and i believe in what the bible says but when i'm dealing with certain people it's not my it is not my job to condemn anyone it's my job to love that's the only god the only job that god has given me to do is to love everyone and to speak in love and to talk in love and to teach in love and once you've done that that that's your job that's it so when i heard that from a preacher it was just like that's crazy who hired you like who hired you like that is crazy and it's people but it's people out there that really think like that like no you have to love every you have to love you have to love your neighbors like you have to love your enemy you have to love your enemies oh my god that's wild that that's just that Oh, that just does not sit right in my spirit. <laughs> and then to think that these are the people that are supposed to be leaders of a flock. Like, you're supposed yeah. to be leading God's people. But that's why you can't... A, a preacher is just that. He is there. He, a preacher is a teacher. He's there to teach God's word. He is not God. So if you go into these churches and these people are just praying and, and cheering and, oh, this preacher is... He's he's sent from the heaven above. Don't praise a preacher. Mm-hmm. Like he's just the man I've never been one like that and I remember I went to a church in Tallahassee and they had like it was his homecoming um or it was the church's homecoming but they had pictures of him every like all around the church and they had little like uh what's it called pom-poms and they were shaking it as he was coming out and I was like is it the church homecoming or is it his homecoming like you don't you don't ever want to trust someone that much like you don't want you god is the ultimate person they're just a vessel you know yeah don't, from which the word comes through exactly yeah some people's love and dedication is is and it's to the wrong person to the wrong people um well yeah Ooh. we keep segueing out of like other questions my bad but but that's how it's supposed to go <laughs> that's how we talk yeah. all the time we yeah it it flows <laughs> All night. No, <laughs> literally. Like, well, we're we starting off with again. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, that that. So one thing I want to tell y'all on that note: never, you know, be discouraged by the people in the church. People in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to a church and you just feel like the vibe is off, you get some older people that may look you up and down or tell you something you have on is inappropriate mm-hmm. or anything like that. Do not be turned off. Like. Maybe that one is not for you. Try somewhere else. And I know it can yeah. be discouraging 
it's saddening but just keep trying like don't yeah. let that hinder you from your relationship with god no and you might not even have to try in the church it might just be a couple members like oh you yeah have to get to a point where you're now, like you know <laughs> they got a couple yeah. it's, it's never gonna be a no church is perfect yeah so any church you go to they're gonna have their faults you have to get to the point where you're like you know what god bless you and move on and like going. love them from afar i see you i wave i'm cordial that and and that be that and it's people at my church that I'm like that with like hey and it and sometimes it's not even just older people it's people our age oh yeah that act like that and you just you have to you have to build up a shit like I'm not here for you like I want a fellowship with you I want to you know have a love feast with you but I'm not here for you I'm here to praise God so do you God bless chuck up the deuces and keep it pushing you go for what you it's just like work like you go handle your business and you go on like mm-hmm. if you can be involved great like but if you just need to go hear the word and take your butt on home you do that too yeah try to be involved it, yeah it's really helpful to be involved it'll it help you it'll help you grow but don't let pe- people are people everyone is imperfect everyone has their flaws and and as an older person i've learned like you have to have a bit of empathy for that person not sympathy empathy <laughs> where you just yeah. kind of take and be like hmm, from your standpoint standing in your shoes what has made you like this and think about that and then just pray for him it can be hard like but just be like I, I, i'll pray for you you know you ain't got to go no extensive prayer like god help them. <laughs> amen and call it a day uh, <laughs> and call it a day like i pray for him god i, I have joy in my heart about him but don't let people because God has stuff, things in store. Like we said, God has things in store for you that if you're not at the end, sorry, if he has you at a church where you feel like people are a certain way, there's there might be a reason you're there. Like, I don't think anything is coincidence anymore. Like, I think God puts us where he needs us to be. So don't be so quick to just shoo away from it. I ain't gonna lie, I be leaving. <laughs> If I go to a church and I feel like it's off, if I feel like the Lord ain't there, I'm gone. So I, okay, so I recently had this thing where at my church, um, it was just kind of, it, it, I, I've been there since I was like 13 years old because my parents moved a lot around a lot. So I've been there since I was 13 and um, the church wasn't really growing and mm-hmm. there was not a lot of people who were my age that were there and I didn't feel like I couldn't really I don't know. I felt like I wasn't growing and I wasn't learning anything. So I actually was like super close to changing my membership from like my home church. Um, and then I talked to a younger girl because we have a lot of youth, a lot of teenagers at our church. And she was like, I just wish that we had someone here that will, you know, like talk to us more. I have so many questions. Like I want to divulge in more, but I just don't feel like we have the, the, the activities for that. And that like really pricked my heart because I remember being a teenager. I had those things. I had older girls that I could talk to about my issues and about my problems. And to know that there are girls in my church now that don't have that, like it hurt me. Um, And so like I started, like I said, I started involving myself more. And I'm, I'm now in the process of trying to like have like a young ladies class where we meet and we talk about like real life issues and things like that. Um, And it's something I feel good about. Because I could have gone to this bigger church, right, that mm-hmm. I was going to change my membership to that already has these things in place. That would have been the easiest thing for me to do. But I feel like 
you can't always go the easy way out. You have to think about other people as well. So for me, thinking about the young girls in my church that are just questioning, because as a teenager, you know, we know, like, it's a very complicated point in our life. Yeah. And to know that those people in my church don't have that, it hurt me. So for me, I did it. I, I feel like it was best for me and what God had for me was to stay. But for others, it everyone's story is different. Like, it might just be a thing where you're just not able to bear. If it's something where your your soul is at risk, where you rather just not go to church versus going to that church, then yes, I feel like you should go venture and do other things. But there was a post on Instagram and it was like, don't always look for a better church, be a better church member. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, um, then God will bless you. Like you'll, you'll be good. Like he'll move you where he wants you to move. If he needs you to stay, he'll make sure you'll stay. But if he wants you to go, he'll make sure you're go- you go. So I think it varies for, for like every person. Definitely. Like, I think your case is like, yeah, like for sure. But like backstory y'all, when I, I went to the same church, like from before I can remember until like high school, and then we got a new pastor. Some things happened. Um, the church split up. So we left. And then in college, I started going to a church. Jazz Moses. Started going <laughs> no, you had to church. go. Everybody used to go from that church. Yeah. To, um, and the pastor wasn't right, y'all. I'm going to just say that. Right. He wasn't uh, right. He wasn't Ooh, right. Still ain't so right. I had to leave. I had to get up out of there. And then um, I started like visiting other churches. So now I am at a church that I've been at for a few months um and I'm still kind of feeling it out I like it but it's it's new because it's a different denomination for me so I've always been um primitive baptist and this one is AME so I'm learning you know growing accustomed to the differences in the two but I like it yeah yeah you had to go yeah because bro was off the thing and (laughs) He, he was leading that church to hell, Ooh, and they still going. Yeah, they still y'all still going to hell. Y'all crazy, but you know, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So we are okay. So we are going to segue into a different topic, but I am going to cut this episode off here, you guys, and just stay tuned to this Thursday. Because it'll be the continuation of this conversation. Because next we're going to talk about love and relationships. So I know y'all want to hear that. And I'm not going to hold it until a week. So tune in this Thursday. And you'll be able to hear the continuation of this episode.